Are you listening to CBJRadio.com yet? It's a free internet radio station, brand new shows every day. Shows range from hip-hop to rock to all independent artist shows to a Friday night request show. And don't forget about retro Saturday nights, 80s music, grunge rock, glam metal every Saturday night. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. Hello, friends. How you doing? I missed you. Did you miss me? Just in case you didn't notice, or this is the first episode you're listening to, I took the last two weeks off from interviews. I went on vacation to South Padre, Texas. I had a blast. So many stories to tell, and none of them made this particular episode. Even though I went to Texas with the guest, they're not going to make this episode, folks. I'll talk about them later. I also took time off uh, because I had a scheduling mishap with one of the future guests coming up, and uh, she'll be interviewed next week. So we're getting back into the swing of things, getting those interviews done so I can entertain you, the people. Wow, folks. Is that how you live? Laramie has been in the 90s, and that's very odd for this time of year. We're getting like into July, August weather, but in the in June. And uh, it's going to be a hot summer. I think it's going to be a really hot summer. I wonder why the climate has changed. Hmm. I guess I'll leave that to the experts. Now, today's guest is Amy Foster. And another guest where I thought I know, knew her a little bit than I did. And then we got into the interview and I was like, I know nothing about Amy. And it was great to hear how, you know, she was born and raised and where she at today a lot of twists and turns along the way an interesting life so well let's get to the interview i was born and raised in well born in denver colorado raised in lakewood colorado and so, like, are your parents, like, native Coloradians, Coloradians? They are. So my mom, well, more or less, my mom was born in, like, a small town called Hano, Wyoming. Oh. Um, never heard of it. Maybe you have. I yes, don't know. I, Hannah, you said, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. We know Hannah. Yeah. Uh, but, but for the most part, like, my dad definitely was, he's 100% um, Coloradan. And then my mom, I think, moved there when she was pretty young. So, um, yeah, they both went to, well, one went to West High School and can't remember where the other one went to, but, um, yeah, they've been there so they, their whole life. They lives. have one of those classic uh, how they met stories. Were they high school sweethearts? They meet. They were college. not high school sweethearts. <laughs> you know, um, my mom, actually, she has some fun stories. I haven't heard too many, but um, she, she actually, like, in high school, her and her sister used to hang around some of the, like, old school gangs back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, I know one of the names that, like, comes to mind was uh, the LaPan Boys. Huh. Um, I guess, I mean, there's a street in Denver called LaPan, but I guess that's like where they all used to hang out and she like her and her sister would go like bar hopping with them and 
stuff and um yeah was like pretty interested yeah <laughs> in that I really should ask more stories but I don't because you know at the time I was young and I was like cool huh. I don't care yeah I'm like mm, I don't care I'm like gangs back then aren't gangs what they were now but they kind of were I mean yeah yeah uh well is that so, probably like hell's angels times and stuff like that those kind of gangs okay, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah so good. i mean my mom was born in 45 so oh, high yeah. school would have been yeah like late 50s yeah yeah early yeah, 60s serious gang. i mean they're probably the beginning of some gang life activities so yeah so yeah early that could get that could be scary but so she hung yeah, out some of the game. stories like i'm just like wow mom really <laughs> but um i'm sure there's more stories out there that uh, she probably will not share but <laughs> um but they actually met um they both worked for public service okay so it's now xl energy okay so that's where they met and you know the whole met got engaged and like i want to say it was like three months or oh wow like pretty quick uh and got married and here i am so um are you an only child i am not uh, oh. i have an older i have an older sister she's four years older than me okay so yeah so growing up okay loveland was primarily where you grew up right Lakewood. Lakewood. Jeez. Lakewood. Lakewood. Yeah. You know, Colorado people. I'm sorry. I yeah. We Lakewood. had like uh, one house that I don't really remember much about it. Uh, we lived by Alameda High School until I was about three. And then we moved into the house that my parents are still at now, which is like Green Mountain area. Gotcha. So uh, as a kid, where you, I mean, you had a, a sibling that's four years older than you. Uh, mm -hmm. Were you like the shadow? or were you like whatever uh i feel like i was the shadow yeah okay. <laughs> uh i mean that's typical for a younger sibling oh you know? yeah I, i've got a older sister i'm six years younger than her for a while yeah and then for a while i was like no i don't anything to do with you like it, she was, was more that way with me she oh, was just yeah. like no i don't want anything to do with you she actually like always used to tell me uh, I liked you till you were about four, <laughs> and then uh, I kind of didn't like you anymore after that. I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, so yeah, I mean, like we had our moments, like where we would, you know, have our sister bonding moments, but for the most part, she kind of went her own way, and I went my own way. My sister casts a really big shadow. She is very good in athletics and epic academics, mm -hmm. and so I got tired of hearing. You're Rochelle's little brother. Like I, I, oh. I, I am more than that. And, yeah. and it, mostly when it came to like academics, because I wasn't a good student at all. I don't think I ever was. I was diligent, but she was. Things came easy, and so they'd be like, "Oh, Rochelle did it this way," and I'd be like, "I'm not Rochelle." Like that. I, I don't think I had the words to say it, but I felt that way a lot. And so when I moved to Wyoming at 13 that whole shadow left because nobody here knew who she was because she was in college by then and i was and so she actually is the original rude um, oh yeah since our, our last name um 
the her coach or track coach decided to call her rude because you you cut it down the last name flask rude and then so when i got to football level and he was my coach he was like you're rude's little brother another time where i was some rude's little brother and then slowly um we moved away from oregon i didn't take rude with me initially and ended up in wyoming here and the name picked up another friend gave it to me because my friends call me by my last name and flask rude it's too hard to say and they're just like you're rude so yeah that's where rude, i've told a few times on the podcast that's where rude comes from people know but a lot of people are shocked that she was the first rude and she'll be like she'll tell me that she's like i was the original rude and i go i made it <laughs> famous and still making it famous right so, yeah like, you yeah. do and so, so yeah. yeah. So when you put it that way, then I guess I wasn't in a shadow because we were pretty independent of each other. Very, we're opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. So yeah. Was 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 it because she was interested in different things? Was she into athletics or more more academically inclined? Uh, I was more the academic and athletics person. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> and initially, like, I mean, I obviously always wanted to be in my big, big sister's footsteps. Yeah. And, uh, she started the whole, she actually started me on the path of athletics because she started playing softball. And, um, you know, as the little sister, I always had to go to the games and, and watch the games and stuff. And I was like, I want to do that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so then I started playing softball and, and you know how that goes when you have like two parents, they have to like split up your time between, oh, well, okay. one parent yeah. goes here and another parent goes here. And, um, so we were kind of like dividing that up and we both took piano lessons. Um, and then I just kind of kept, kept on with the athletic side of things. I played softball and, uh, my softball team turned into a basketball team. And then my friends like wanted me to join a soccer team. So then I was just playing sports year round. So I was that kid and my poor parents, my poor parents, they had to drive me everywhere. <laughs> uh, and then she did a little bit of like swimming and some tennis, but didn't really do the athletic side of stuff. So she just liked to hang out. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, again, like I was a lot younger, so yeah, I don't really remember, yeah. you know, in high school, she just kind of hung out with her friends and yeah. she worked a lot. She started working when she was 16. Well, we oh, both okay. did. Um, but wow. she, yeah, worked a lot. So a lot of people, I guess it's something that, like I've talked to multiple people and if they didn't do sports, they were working. Like I've talked yeah. on this podcast. I'm like, that's interesting because I, my parents wouldn't let me work during the school year per se, but summers were okay. Um, but they're like, you're doing too much athletics. You just don't have time. I didn't have time there, right. you, know, you know, with practices and actual events and stuff. And in Wyoming, nothing's close. So it takes a buttload of time to get places and play the actual sport. So there mm -hmm. go your weekends and everything. Um, yeah, I, I, I gravitated towards athletics too. They seemed to, I was reasonably good at them and, um, it wasn't as hard as, as academics, even though <laughs> like my mom, my step, my mom worked at university. My stepdad worked at university, but he was like on it. He had teaching classes and stuff. She's an educator. Um, my mom was an office assistant and my dad and stepmom are retired teachers now, but they were like 
third grade teachers. And so you, I figured they had pushed to me a little harder in academics, but they didn't. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I probably would have pushed right back. So, um, cause I like to, I like to learn things the hard way. I mean, I think a lot of people do that <laughs> well, way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, Us stubborn folks do yeah. that. Yeah. And, or, well, Rochelle did it that way. I want to do it completely different or something, you know, that made, makes no sense. Um, I should have leaned on her more. I'm like, oh yeah, what's this teacher like? But I didn't even think of that kind of stuff back then. And so what, what, like you said, you were uh, highly into academics then. So you're getting good grades mm -hmm. all through school and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was that yeah. kid that took like all the honors classes, nice. but still had to do like, not really have yeah. lots of regrets, regrets about yeah. that. But uh, yeah, just um, took the honors classes, did athletics, and then also started working. So a lot of pressure for high school kid. Like, I look at kids now, and I'm just like, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't have to do anything. <laughs> like, Well, I think they grow up too fast. Like, first of all and they're exposed to like i call them adult things like yeah, way in a, too in a sense but i think they're also yeah. sheltered but they're catered a they're, lot they're oh coddled. gosh yeah sure yeah oh yeah i do my fair share of coddling my college students that were yeah i definitely like i think i put most of the pressure on myself but like in the back of my head i thought it was like pressure from my parents which was partially yeah. but you know they're like oh you need to get scholarships and you're you know like athletics like came pretty naturally to me so uh -huh. you know there was like that expectation and I at one point I think like the pressure just got to be a little too much and I'm like nope I'm just gonna focus on academics and and okay. I worked too but like I kind of yeah. dropped uh my like junior year I think it was I kind of dropped like the athletics piece and plus I'm small like you know I'm five foot two like uh, yeah yeah really you know excel too well in college sports when you're that small like i mean I, it's, it's rare but you could but um yeah some of uh the people that i graduated with from high school um went on to be on the u.s women's soccer team oh wow which was amazing yeah like super cool to like know them and then even one of them like she quit to just get married and i was like you were on she was on the olympic team she played with mia ham yeah i mean and she's like uh, i'm gonna get married instead wow i was like you can but, play soccer and get married right <laughs> like, yeah that's so thing. but kind of interesting though to like have that opportunity that's presented cool. to you and and to see somebody just nope i'm gonna go this this route well, a lot of athletics are, are definitely a tall person's game, um, for oh, yeah. sure. Well, basketball. Uh, oh, gosh. I was uh, never going to go anywhere with that. Soccer, you know, I actually yeah. was pretty good at soccer. came naturally. Softball, too. I mean, I still play softball, so. Can't pitch to you. You've got a, a small <laughs> strike zone. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, for fast pitch. I always yeah. got hit with the ball a lot of times. Wow. Step into yeah. that pitch, take one for a team. I was the... Um, I was always the second batter. So okay. the girl in front of me, she like was super tall and ran track and she was like speedy Gonzalez. So they'd put her in front cause she could like steal the bases. And then they put me at, up at like 
the second batter so I could bunt. And because yeah. I could lay, I could lay down a, a nice bunt. Uh, and she'd freaking make it home by the time I made it to first base. It's like, whoa. But it was always guaranteed run, like almost every time. It was pretty, pretty badass. Strategy right there. Right. Uh, I remember like one of my best friends growing up playing baseball when he was a kid. He was a shorter fella too. And, uh, but they couldn't pitch to him and he was fast on the bases. So I was like, they'd walk him. And next thing you know, he'd still third base. Like he, he was so good. Right. Like, nothing. Back. like, yeah. And so I would just be like, dude, you always bitch about how tall it wasn't. He's like, oh, I'm so short. I was like, they can't pitch to you. Right. Like, use this. And you're so You have fast. an advantage. And yeah. Fast too. And so, but luckily, yeah, he did play baseball through high school. I don't think he went and played pro. He more like soccer a little bit more. Like that inner international flight yeah. or and so he's and because he was I, fast, that's helped. Right. Well, I'm not fast anymore, but I still I do miss soccer. I think overall I was the best at softball, but I soccer is the one that I miss the most. I was good when I was young, like first grade through fifth grade. Um, I could kick the field, I had a strong leg. And so they were either like your goalie or your forward because either goalie, you, you get it and you could clear it out way ahead of people mm-hmm. or you're forward because I could kick it so hard, and knock the goalie down. Yeah. So I wasn't the fastest guy out there. So I get like gassed out pretty easily if they put me in the forward spot, but there are some goals. And then I decided that my sixth grade year, like year um, that I was going to quit soccer so I could watch cartoons. <laughs> because I was mad at soccer for missing so many cartoons to play soccer. Oh, well, I mean, but, priorities. Yeah. Yes. But instead I wrestled dumb. I wish I would have played soccer. I wish I would have stuck with soccer. <laughs> I mean, no offense to guys that wrestled. It just wasn't. For, I wrestled three years and really didn't like any of it. And ended yeah. up playing so much soccer for skiing for my dad. I was on the downhill ski team and that was our dry land t- training was developing eye foot coordination and so we when we weren't on our skis we were playing a lot of soccer and uh, i was like dang i should have played soccer more and uh and they were shocked because i could hang with the soccer players on our team and they're like it's not fair you're like a big old football player that knows how to slide tackle us (laughs) yeah and and take the ball and it's fine but we're all hurt and i'm like yeah slide tackling was the best yeah i i actually my my little tiny self i don't know how i ended up being a goalie but i was a goalie and i was actually pretty good at it there was like one game i don't think i will ever forget it because i mean we were losing like nine to nothing or something ridiculous like that but i blocked like so many shots because pretty much the whole entire game was played on our half of the field and uh they just kept shooting and shooting and shooting and I kept blocking them. And they finally, I think were just trying to encourage me like the other team and the whole team and like the parents and everybody got together and did this chant and they're like, Holy moly, what a goalie. Holy moly. What a goalie. It was super cool. Like we still got our ass kicked, but I think good memory when you get comfortable in goal like that, you're you're good you could get at it because you, you yeah, feel yeah. like behind you get smaller and it doesn't right, feel like yeah. a huge goal behind you like you can see in hockey you can see with with 
professionals goalies and stuff that they're just like oh this is my second home right here like from that line to that line i'm a giant and so maybe yeah right. even though you were five two you were right well day. probably not at that time i don't yeah. even think i was five two but yeah like, <laughs> maybe around. like five five foot 80 pounds or something <laughs> like, pretty and small but when athletes get in the zone like they're just in the zone. It feel, I mean, even though, yeah, feel, it feels good. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Well, Especially my favorite, athletes. my favorite part was like, cause you can't get in trouble as a goalie for like slide tackling or oh, like yeah. tripping people. Like you just go in and like dive over the ball and you don't get in trouble for yeah. it. So that was kind of my favorite part. I could do whatever I wanted and just go after wow. it. There are some fearless goalies out there as I've watched some games from now and then. They're just yeah. Like, Whatever. Even us five footers. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, did you have a favorite like subject in school that you were so academically inclined? Ah, favorite subject was probably PE. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Being uh, yeah. That didn't take a lot of effort. Um, Math was probably my least favorite and most traumatizing. Definitely a lot of tears yeah. with math because I was in advanced math and yeah. didn't really have a whole lot of help. Like sometimes my friends would help me and stuff. Um, but yeah, I very difficult science. I loved biology. Yeah, uh, that was probably my favorite, like dissecting dissected a couple yeah. pigs and a couple cats and oh poor cats <laughs> no, yeah not not althea or, or carl, carl. Yeah. <laughs> i i, I could have done it then probably i mean i didn't hate him but i, I understand the science aspect of it. we did the frogs for sure yeah i never thankfully i don't know if i could have done a frog those are too slimy and gross but i actually like the cat i love cats but dissecting them didn't disturb me so much just because i don't know the biological it's it's aspect. not like you did it maliciously i know and, right uh, um, there are lots of cats out there that die of natural causes that need to be dissected so i understand i'm okay with it yeah yeah um I I, my partner <laughs> my senior year in high school uh we had a dissect cat and she was absent for like the worst part of the whole dissection uh -huh. was to like skin it and I was like, really? I have to do this by myself? Yeah. Thankfully, we had a cat that was like pretty lean. Uh, okay. So didn't have a lot of fat. And I was just watching like some of the other people and they just, oh my gosh. I, I mean, I won't get into details to gross yeah, people yeah, out, but yeah. um, I was very thankful for our, our lean, younger cat that didn't have a lot to it once you took the skin off. But, but yeah. Oh. That was probably my favorite, I think, biology. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, PE. Huh. Being the well, yeah, PE. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't well, Spanish. I was really good at uh, Spanish, foreign language. I was not. I liked history, weirdly enough. Um, I was at in high school, I was in marketing. Um, there's class, there's a group called DECA Club. Oh, I've so heard I, of like a, yeah, yeah, I like in a while, but I wasn't very good at it, but I was I like the classes and everything. Uh history, what was DECA again? What did that stand for? Distributive Education Clubs of America. It was marketing and and advertising. You go and 
uh, compete and you'd go through these scenarios like a customer does this or you need to advertise that. Oh, or, okay. Yeah, that was, I mean, I wasn't that good at it. I ended up being president of the club my senior year. The only wow. like, position I held as far as like student government went in, in my entirety of school. And now I like, I ran for a lot of other spots, but that was the first one I ever held. And uh, it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, history had a t- teacher that was like, um, he loved football players, <laughs> but yeah, not in the sense, not in the <laughs> sense that my grades showed it in the sense oh. that when like, I'd walk in the room and he'd, you know, talk us up and be happy. No, he was very like, like you had no, the, you had to know the subject matter. It wasn't given away right. grades or anything, but he also taught it. Uh, and a different kind of style too. It wasn't just like um, George Washington, Abraham. It wasn't just the big names. It was like um, why we have like the electoral college and stuff like that. Like stuff I never even like heard about. Really thought you wanted to even know. No, but I hadn't heard about it through all the other history classes I had up to that point. And so he kind of gave it almost an attitude of history, like our founding fathers and such. So it was interesting with that. Yeah, and then I TA'd for him. And so, yeah, he liked football players a lot too. So every time I'd walk in the room and we were good. So it was like, yeah, you know, bow down, way to win. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, yeah. Math was a struggle. I just got, I did enough to get by. Um, so I could play sports and possibly go on and play sports like after uh, high school, because I wanted to get out of Laramie and, and didn't. But, <laughs> and look where you are yeah, now. And uh, right? I wanted to get out of Laramie because I'd only, lit, you know, a total like five years, um, like through high, junior high, middle school and high school. So, I mean, I hadn't lived here very long by the time I was graduating high school. So I wanted to get out and athletics seemed to be my ticket. It wasn't academics. And uh, so whatever would get me on to staying on the field, and get me into college. Well, I mean, didn't have to be huge grades or anything like that. Got recruited, but nothing really worked out. Yes, went to the University of Wyoming and Laramie. <laughs> and uh, then I had to become a student. That was interesting. College, I wasted some money. But right when when you graduated high school, was like college a thing? I mean, I heard you talk about earlier, oh, yeah. scholarship, stuff like that. Did you know where you wanted to go? Did you end up going there? <laughs> yeah. So okay. um, as a like younger kid, I always wanted to be a doctor. I got one of those oh, like wow. Fisher Price doctor kits. I don't yeah. know if you remember those came oh. in like the plastic case with the stethoscope and the blood pressure cuff and stuff. And so I was like, oh, I want to be a pediatrician because I liked working with kids. And um, so then, you know get into high school and realize yeah that's a lot of school uh so I decided well I'll be a pediatric nurse so instantly you know like looked up schools that had like the best nursing programs and UNC up here in Greeley um had one of the best programs and so pretty much from well that's why I took like all the honors bio classes and stuff in high school was because, you know, thought it would help me out with my nursing program and stuff. So ever since I was right, yeah, like middle school, um, basically like planned my classes towards taking nursing classes up at UNC and that's where I ended up. So 
So that is not what I am now, but uh, that's yeah, where yeah. I ended up. Gotcha. <laughs> um, was it a was it a, a shock? Had you as you visited Greeley before? Was it a shock in culture from? Oh yeah, yeah, total culture shock. Um, hated it my okay. first year. Uh, I think I pretty much went home every weekend <laughs> um, as much as I could. I mean, I lived in the dorms, which we actually had a really nice storm. It was like one of the newest storms up here in town. And, uh, it was like a suite. So, uh, oh, my, yeah. my best friend and I from high school, we shared one room and then we shared a, a suite with like two other girls and shared the living room and the bathroom. And, uh, she was a cheerleader. So she had to stay up here quite a bit, uh, for football games and stuff where she traveled. Um, so I would go home quite a bit and I was like I hate Greeley I'm not staying up here well here we are now well what 20, changed 21 that? years later um community uh you know initially I didn't know anybody when I moved up here I just had my roommate and then um well my other two roommates and didn't really get to know people and then just kind of expanded on on that got involved with church up here and uh met some friends and then just kind of kept expanding from there so I kind of grew to have my own family up here which is yeah. pretty cool I mean like a lot of my friends I've been friends with for almost 20 years which is crazy to think about it doesn't seem that long but um and then I couldn't leave you know just <laughs> kind of like <laughs> like well I only know my my family down in Denver and like a, not even a handful of friends down there. So just kind of stayed up, stayed up this way. Yeah, I I, I left. I, I Laramie came cool to me my senior high school a little bit because I like serious girlfriend, varsity football player, like things going well. Mm -hmm. uh, college was a, a blast my first year. Um, I don't know how much classroom my time i saw but class like university was awesome uh a lot more freedom even though my parents didn't run like a tight ship i just wasn't doing sports so i had this huge chunk of time over my life which i should have dedicated to studying more but became a very social person had a fake id uh all that and uh drank a lot and i always seemed to struggle in the fall semester uh because i would go to football games or, or you know, oh yeah it around the second semester Eventually I started working football games, uh, running cameras and such. And so that wasn't, it was, that wasn't the scenario. Like it wasn't messing up things football games weren't, it was like, well, I didn't get a party on Friday and Saturday. So now I'm going to party on Monday, Tuesday. Like <laughs> it, it just didn't make sense sometimes, but, um, or, and I always tell my friends, I'm like, okay. Or especially people that are my major. I'm like, we probably all had about two jobs. We went full-time school um and we drank we partied when did we sleep oh yeah breaks like all oh, like vacation breaks is when i actually got some sleep in and <laughs> so like i remember i can't even sleep 12 out like people can do 14 12 hour sleeps and i can't even do that i'm like seven or eight at the still moment. now yeah i can't i can't no i can't do i mean i've seen people sleep 12 hours i mean like i was able to do that as a teenager yeah i i mean i I know people can do it now. I couldn't even come close. I, I mean, if I like 
seven hours some drugs or something maybe i could like sleep for that long but like six hours i'm good six yeah six seven hours it seems to be my wheelhouse my my good sleep zone my sleep scores on my right yeah oh yeah Um, i don't i'm not that fancy i don't have a fitbit oh yeah once once you start noticing that if you're slightly obsessive then you're like, well, what do I got? I got an 80 tonight. What do I got to get a 90? Like, how do I get, <laughs> get sleep? It's probably a good thing that I don't have one of yeah, those. There you go. <laughs> just to let you know, if you ever do, that's what's coming down the road. Yeah. Like, well, that's just to, more motivation to not get one. Then. <laughs> yeah, you'll try to win at sleeping, as I call it. Mm, yeah, that'll just make me sleep less. <laughs> you're like, oh, what can I do with this in less time? Can I sleep four hours tonight and be just fine? You're going to get side of that. It's all right. Back to uh, Greeley. Your first oh, yeah, year, good old Greeley. Your first year is uh, not that fun. Like, I mean, it was yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, weekends. I mean, I didn't really party a lot back then, like at all. Yeah. I, I think I went to like a, maybe two like frat parties, maybe, which were interesting. <laughs> Um, but that was about it. Like, I noticed that the moment you actually stay in the college town, like over the summer, like you have jobs to take or keep, or you have like classes to take, that's when like you actually really like the town. It was that the same case for you. It, that's yeah, exactly the same case. Um, cause I had it. So I was a nursing major and I, had to change majors um and take summer school because none of my classes were compatible Uh um and so yeah that was when you know just like Greeley no college kids around and it's like this is actually kind of nice hanging Mm -hmm. out up here with my friends and um yeah what major did you switch to Uh, well, it was a struggle because right. um, nursing was like, I mean, like I said earlier, like what I had planned on since middle school. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I got in a, I got hit by a drunk driver oh. and uh, kind of had to change courses because I was in the middle of, it was the semester that we had to apply for our clinicals. Oh, yeah. To see like if we got accepted into the program or not. So I did like the whole application process and everything got in, which was great, but um, I physically wasn't, you know, my, my neck and stuff was all jacked up. And so I decided to to drop out of the program and I was like, well, crap, I don't know what I want to do now because, you know, planning your life from middle school is kind of yeah a hard adjustment (laughs) to to change so um I still wanted to work with kids or I thought um and so I was like well I could go to like elementary ed two completely different yes absolutely things so uh had to pretty much from that point on how to take summer school every year to um get all caught up and everything so um, but then halfway through, well, not even halfway through, I made it quite a ways through because I ended up doing like tutoring and, and a whole bunch of stuff, but, but I just decided teaching wasn't my thing either. Right. 
yeah. it had nothing to do with the kids like I, I I still would love working with kids but um just the, the politics of oh, teaching yeah. and um I actually my part-time job was at a senior center here in town and um one of the volunteers she was she had just retired from teaching and she looked at me and she's like what are you know what are you what do you want to do and I was like I'm going to be a teacher you know I was like super excited about it she's like, I'm, I'm going to be a teacher and she's like yeah don't do it <laughs> and I was like what and she's like I highly recommend you find something else I was like well I kind of you know had my doubts just because of the politics and the parents and uh, whatever comes with it I was like oh okay so she kind of swayed my judgment a little bit and it's like okay no no more teaching my third grade teaching dad talked me out of teaching like what i can call it like i thought see yeah so kind of like round yeah. same same thing what was his reason a lot of that i mean kind of uh, like how the curriculum had changed there yeah take away a lot of the arts take away a lot of i mean it was just regurgitating um test score i mean that that became like yeah that's what teachers became and he's like remember all those projects you did you know in these classes growing up that's all gone and i was like what he's like yeah you and just like any a of lot that. of the, the freedom to yeah. like just the freedom of being able to teach what you wanted to teach and pretty much just the fun of it all yeah i because everyone's like oh you've been a great teacher i coached football i mean yeah i i thought so too but after my dad talked to me on it, I was like, ah, dang. Um, but I have lots right, of friends yeah. that are teachers now. And so I just kind of, my my stepdad um, was running the broadcasting department, UWTV here. And he kind of, kind of subtly walked me into it without me realizing, oh, I'm going to love this. And he had me working for him when I was high school. I uh, carried equipment at football games for a video camera guy for our one of our local TV stations, our Casper station. And so that was fun. Still didn't know if I wanted to work in it. Didn't even think about like being a major or anything like that. It was just extra money for that. Uh, the cool part about it was I played on Fridays and Saturdays were UW games. And I got to give my own press conferences basically the next day because I had our media there for Laramie High School football and like the other team that we just beat. And so like, I had a lot of questions and I was a lineman and we never got any press. So that was fun. <laughs> um, right. And you can make your own press now. Yeah. And uh, then my freshman year, my first semester, uh, my stepdad was just like, you should intern for me, which was kind of unheard of for a freshman. And he's like, you'll just carry equipment and just kind of learn. And if you want to go in broadcasting, great. Otherwise it's probably an easy A. Halfway through that, I was like, I'm in, sign me up. I'm a broadcasting <laughs> major. Right. And just by doing those things, I was so far ahead of like my fellow soon to be classmates in the major because I had done all this stuff ahead of time. Now, my other classes, I struggled because I just didn't I like broadcasting more. And right. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. What do I need this for? Uh, but I was great at broadcasting. Like it was fun. And uh, but yeah, I did not think I was going to end up in that field. And my stepdad was good about it. He didn't push me out the, you know, like didn't scare me away or like, you must do this or. Right. So he probably was shocked that I was good at it because also he was like, I know our last names are different, 
but you will be much better than everyone else just in case someone thinks, oh, that's a stepdad. Like there was be no nepotism. Right. So yeah, I had to sense. be above and beyond better. Like if I want to miss a day at work, I better be dead. Like there was stuff like that <laughs> that happened. And, I, and there are a lot of times I was like, I just wouldn't be a college kid. This isn't fair, but I got a lot of experience out of it and everything and uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. But yet I, I noticed I did work a lot when everybody else was out there partying and such. So right. not, like I didn't, not like I didn't get my fair share in. And so you got talked out of teaching. I did. Then what? So, well, I, as I mentioned, was working at the senior center. So it was a, it was like a rec center for people 50 and over. So it wasn't a nursing home, which I had previously worked in uh, when I was working on my nursing program, because we had to get our uh, CNA license. And I worked in a nursing home for about six months. That was an awful experience, not because of the work itself. I actually enjoyed that. I, I mean, not a lot of people would in, enjoy wiping people's butts and cleaning up vomit and stuff. Yeah. But I, I actually, you know, that's what I wanted to go into was taking care of people. Um, but it was more the lack of care, I guess, at the nursing home. Like there were just, a, there was a lot of neglect and I just personally like morally didn't feel good working there. Um, so I got a, I worked at a retail job at, at Sears for a little bit when I was in college was not my cup of tea either. Um, and one of my friends was like, Oh, I work at this senior center and we just work the front desk. And, um, you know, I just work part-time and like basically like serve coffee and just kind of like sit there and monitor all the activities going on there. They're, they're independent. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's not a, a nursing home or anything like that. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like, can you get me a job? And so, um, she brought me down to go fill out my application and I right away got an interview and they're like, yeah, just, you know, come work. So it was a part-time gig at the time. Um, and then I worked there part-time for three or four years and they were like, Hey, do you want to come on full-time? Oh, I was wow. like, well, yeah, I kind of like this job. Like it's really fun, you know, it was fun job and really enjoyed. I mean, a lot, I'm still go out to lunch with a lot of the seniors there and um, just have good relationships with all of them and, and the staff that I used to work with. And um, so I worked there for like nine years and uh, unfortunately it wasn't like the best opportunity, like money wise or like advancement wise. Um, and I just tried to stick it out as long as I could. I, I at one point was working three jobs just so that, cause you know, I was like, well, I have a job that like, I look forward to going to every day. Like I'm happy. Like when I wake up, I'm like, I'm happy to go to work. Like this is a job worth having. Um, but then it got to the point where I was like, oh, it's not really worth having if you have to work three jobs just to make ends meet and not even make ends meet really. So, um, my friends, like, again, I was talking about the community earlier. Um, a bunch of them were working at an insurance company here in town and they're like, you should just come work there. And, uh, you know, it's good benefits, good pay, 
and all this was like, no, I don't want to do it because I have a job that I'm happy with. Um, but then I finally caved and I was like, yeah, I kind of can't keep working three jobs just to, <laughs> uh, not even make ends meet. So I ended up starting there and been there for nine years, nine years now. So been, it's been about the same amount of time, worked nine years working with the senior center and nine years with the insurance company, but I did get to do a lot of cool stuff at the senior center. I got to go on some trips and went to Spain and went to the Netherlands and Belgium and um, some cool places like that. So it was pretty cool. That's way, I mean, perks of a job. uh, Yeah. Well, actually like those trips, I was not working there at the time, Uh but I went as like a, chaperone i guess kind of kind of watch out for them seniors you know chaperone oh my goodness yeah so (laughs) when we went to spain they were killing me like they i was like dead after doing like all these like day excursions and stuff and then at the end of the night they're like we're gonna go out to the pool and drink some sangria you want to (laughs) come well if i say no (laughs) i'm gonna look like a sally so pretty much every night we went to the pool or whatever patio drank uh, some sangria and had a good time well i didn't get to travel internationally but i worked for a summer camp and we got to travel around the united states because it was a summer camp out in new york and kids would go there i mean their parents would go there but the way they keep them going there is by giving like they have trips each year depending on your grade level uh so like at the older kids so they won't go do teen tours which is bus trips around the united states and so i was uh the division leader of the oldest kids my last couple of years and so got to go to places like hershey pennsylvania uh, oh that place sounds cool yeah it's 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 a theme park and it's mm-hmm. hershey, yeah and you go through uh amish country and it, there's a place in their intercourse pennsylvania which had me on my knees laughing at just the <laughs> event and, and what is that and it's the main like hub for amish folks like that's where we get a lot of their training done oh if you ever seen the movie witness with harrison ford i think he, oh gosh yeah he protects oh, was it like kelly mcgillis yeah and he protects the kid yeah. that's murder he makes phone call they point out that phone in the place like because they don't have electricity they don't use electricity so it's like when any wires go anywhere it's it's pretty fascinating because you look across the countryside and there's no telephone lines power lines nothing for miles and miles and such uh we went to toronto uh went to dc a few times we go to california two times i went and i'd be out in california sitting on the beach going i'm getting paid to sit on the beach watching these crazy (laughs) And yeah, I had a blast with them. And I mean, even I mean, we're so far removed from camp, but like there's a few of them that are still my friends to the day, even though I'm about 10 years older than all of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was interesting to have a job like that. And I understand the total working three jobs. Like if I would have just been a DJ for the rest of my life, I'd have worked three jobs. Like if I was, oh, yeah. yeah. so like a lot of people are shocked that they're like, we think I'm a DJ podcast host. You do have stuff. And I'm like, I have a real job. I work in UWIT. And they're like, oh, <laughs> right. oh okay. 
We're like, oh, thank goodness. None of this other stuff. Thank goodness for you. Yeah. Yeah. I work those things. I I work to live. I don't live to work. And so maybe I don't talk about the job that much. Uh, It's just a means to an end. I I love the University of Wyoming. I don't hate my job any means, but it doesn't define me as a person. Um, I'd rather be defined a million other ways than classroom tech supervisor. Right. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. 100%, 100% agree. Yeah. With that. And so like, I mean, that's a change gears. You're working with seniors and now you're in insurance, which I'm sure you had to take classes, study some yeah. stuff, like learn about things. I mean, what, what's something that you were just shocked that like you had to learn for to do insurance? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I was necessarily shocked, but um, death claims are a little rough, <laughs> especially yeah. after working with the population that I worked with be- beforehand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, those, those can get a little trying sometimes, but um, as far as shocked, I don't think I, I've ever been shocked by anything just because my friends had been wow. working, working there for years. And I would always hear about their stories um, and stuff. So I was kind of prepped for all of that. So one of my best friends, he went from chasing that broadcasting dream. We both worked in production. He owns half the radio station that we have. And two, Gosh, I think he worked for a food service country, service like uh, company that he would go in and get orders from restaurants and stuff. And then the trucks dropped off. He did that for a while. And then his wife's like, I want you to take over my dad's insurance company uh, and, and share oh. it. He was like, what? Okay. What? Let's just learn a whole new, you know. Oh, yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole different world for sure. Like I, and I honestly never thought I would be passionate about my job but I kind of am which I I, yeah it is um because I kind of get to um like the whole teaching thing that I went to school for I actually get to apply that to my job now so I I think that helps because I I'm like a I help train and um like new employees and um just kind of like guide folks through um the the whole thing so um thankfully like i've been able to implement some of some of that stuff to my job so yeah like when i think when you're a natural teacher a lot of people are sometimes so you you can not talk down to people you can change your tone of voice you can like because i i have to teach instructors how to use technology they're really smart in their particular field, but technology sometimes escapes them. And I don't want to tell a doctorate of science that they're dumb because <laughs> they don't know how to, you know, open a PowerPoint, right? They know how to like, you know, find the freaking dark particles and stuff. Like they know stuff I'm not going to. So I'm like, uh, right. Keep it cool. And uh, cause they'll, they'll, they're very self-deprecating like, oh man, I can't believe I didn't know that or whatever. And it's like, yeah. They're like their own worst enemy. Yeah. And like, oh, if gosh. you're not using yeah. it every day, it's really hard to, to be, be very efficient at it. And so you need good teachers that teach you a way how to use it efficiently. Like I definitely have a method of how I teach people how to use a classroom and, and what mm-hmm. works for them 
not like, okay, now we're on this piece of equipment. Okay, we're over here, how it all works together and why. Uh, right. For those type of learners. And so, yeah, I've been commended in emails and it's like, <laughs> I did such great work, and especially during this pandemic that we had to teach a lot of instructors how to teach from a classroom with nobody in it, but all their students were out watching like on, on their on screens and stuff. So not a lot of instructors were used to that, but we got them going and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it was great to use my teaching skills, which I never, right. really had, but I know how to coach. I know how to, and, and explain things. I worked with summer camp kids too. Mm -hmm. so, well, yeah. It's super helpful. I know it's there. I know it's mm -hmm. there. Um, I just hope I don't talk down to people. That's the worst thing. I don't want that, that to happen. Yeah. That's I always my goal too. I think like occasionally I slip up sometimes, but for the most part, but it's also knowing your audience too. So sometimes mm -hmm. you may go, um, you may not talk down to them. You may talk over their head because you think they know everything already. You're like, Oh, sorry. Let me dial that back. Um, yeah, it's, that's a hard part too. Uh, being that I work in technology and so I know I could bore people to death with specs and what these things do, but they're like, words just plug in. That's what I want to know. And I'm like, I, just plug <laughs> right. I get you. I get you on that one. And right. so I don't want that. Like, Cause my thing is I don't want people to be scared of technology because we're using it right now. It's all around us. Uh, it's not as hard as it seems sometimes. Um, yeah. Like it shouldn't be intimidating. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And for like, when I hear people, I'm just bad at technology. I kind of go, you open your refrigerator door, like everything's technology <laughs> right. these days. Right. And True. So it's uh, it's a, uh, it's different to hear those kind of statements, but cause they just don't have it. Like I'm bad with like computer, you know, classroom technology. I understand that kind of stuff, but yeah. Working with a TV at home, it works the same way it does on my campus. We're all good like that. Right. And uh, so are there, are, are there any, any plans to move up the ranks and in the insurance world? Um, I hope so. I mean, right now, um, gosh, well, I've had the same position for six years. So I'm getting to the point where it's probably time to start thinking about moving on. Um, but I, th I think I, I still have a little bit more to contribute before I want to move up. But yeah, I definitely want to move up in the ranks for sure. Cool. Yeah, I like, huh, I'm 18 years in my University of Wyoming and I have another eight, no, yeah, no, seven to collect my retirement. And uh, so I'm very much like, just don't screw it up. <laughs> right just like just write it out just write just it out. out just i mean i mean do good work but don't screw this up so you can collect in 25 years and you can make a decision there where you want to go with your career i doubt i'll retire right but it's it's nice to know and it doesn't it's crazy to say i have 18 years at the university of Wyoming because when i moved back here from new york i went five years five years and i'm moving back to oregon <laughs> um, this is just a means to an end and this town's fun not a lot of fun that's great people yeah. and uh bought a house yeah same here i mean i never thought i would end up in in Greeley of all places but i yeah. just yeah like everybody well not everybody i love obviously my family yeah i love them a lot but i just yeah built a huge community up here and it'd be too hard to leave so and, the, and your family is just a hop, skip and jump away. So it's yeah, like our drive, our 15 minutes. Yeah. So do you get to see them a lot as well, too? 
when you want. I yeah, when it yeah. Um obviously during COVID and stuff. Yeah. I wasn't able to too much, but um definitely <laughs> I mean I think in May I drove down probably like three or four times. And then this month between June and July, I'll probably drive down another like four or five times. So wow. so yeah, uh have a huge family. I have like our extended family is like a hundred and I don't even know where we're, we're over a hundred. I know that <laughs> I lost count after that, but, um, our extended family, we like to get together and, and meet up and do stuff. So, so they're, I don't know if you can hear the noise, but they're spraying for mosquitoes right now. <laughs> no, I cannot. Oh, uh, uh, good. Good. Well, I did. And then my way I'm allergic to mosquito bites. Oh, they're terrible right now here. So like what well, it was like, they're fine. And then they kicked up that heat and it was like, Oh, oh yeah. Like and so we kind of get a lot during the, during the summer, but yeah, it's been, you, you can't stand outside any point of the day. You're like, God. So to hear that noise is like, ah, oh, sweet. Really <laughs> Music I'm, to your ears. I'm like, Oh, I'm in the middle of a podcast, man. Come on. <laughs> I so, can't hear anything. Yeah, so you're good. good. All right. Well, I have one question left for you. Okay. I'm scared. That's yeah. It's an easy one. So since the show's called All My Friends with Justin Flaskrude, how'd we meet? How did we meet? I met you through my friend Tia Ocampo. Um, gosh, I don't even know how long. How long has it been? Nine years. Okay. Nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i think probably like ribs and whiskey oh wow maybe yeah. or i don't remember the first time to be honest like sorry <laughs> i you know, i mean do you because i know I, don't... I ask the question and i always i need a little i always try to get the other person to give you some details usually there's sometimes i'm like i definitely remember that time um i know i'm just there with like we went down there one time and i know i went to like the dugout and um that other bar that was right there too i think it's oh called. pictures yeah mm-hmm. yeah um I, I know going to those places and because i mean it's it's become a common place which is it's you pete eric jason <laughs> that are yeah. there you know where there's smoke there's fire thunder you know whatever whatever we right. say you generally <laughs> guys and now now tammy in the mix and so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm like, well, did I meet her that time? She could have been at her parent. Like, oh, yeah, I don't feel like the first time I was in Greeley, you might not have been there. But like, then you say ribs and Possible. whiskey. I'm like, that makes sense. Um, but I feel yeah. like it was ribs and whiskey, but I honestly don't remember. And folks, ribs and whiskey is a party. Well, I think we're redoing it this year. Uh, redoing it. Yeah. Now we have where I uh, smoke a bunch of ribs. We drink a lot of whiskey or whenever we're getting Whatever old, you want to drink. Yeah, yeah. Getting old, I don't expect everyone to drink whiskey anymore like that. And uh, it's fun. And we hang outside. A few years we've watched videos and movies outside. There's lots of uh, yard games being played. We now have a plastic pool in our backyard. Oh, and, you put uh, the pool up. Yeah, we got the pool up. Got yeah. it up. Yeah. We have a couple. We have another one now. So you have two. You have two. What uh, are you doing with two? We, the first one we got, like, 
was great. It's big, had seats and stuff. And then like, it was just windy and it totally like, I think a cover ripped it. I don't know. It just won't hold air. So we put up another one. Tia ordered another one. So now we have two. So, and uh, Look at that's, you. yeah, no, we went in after work today and yesterday. <laughs> and so I'm going to be like, more brown this summer than I've ever been in years. Cause if I spend time in the pool and such, it'll be big guy. Well, I don't know what that's like. I don't turn brown. So yeah, well, I do for a little bit. Like people are like, when we got back from Texas, they're like, I expect you to be more tan. And I'm like, look at me. Like I'm a white dude. Like this is a lot, <laughs> a lot of color to me. Right. And I go, but if you, if I'm outside consistently like that, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there every day. And it's gradual. Yeah. People don't notice. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, yeah, I I know. I don't spend a lot of time outside in Wyoming because the sun's so close in the summertime. It burns me up. Fry. In the winter it's cold. So like, and it's windy always. So, you know, I just, it's, Laramie is fun though, people. Come live here. No. <laughs> right. It's great. I have always enjoyed my times up in Laramie. It's great now, like really is too, with there's no college kids around. And yeah. uh, I mean, there's some. And I used to always say, I still do say it every once in a while. I go, this job would be great if it weren't for all the college kids. But <laughs> they pay the bills around here. So yeah, I know. I'm kind of sad. Like, well, I'm not sad that like the COVID restrictions have been lifted, but it was actually really nice to have. It felt like a whole year and a half of like summer in Greeley. Cause like the college, the college kids weren't really here. Yeah. And like the bars, you know, I was like, yeah. oh, I get a little, little greedy in the summertime when they're not here. Like, oh, yeah. Love it here. But when they left last March in 2020, um, where we said, don't come back. It felt like summer started then, but I mean, nobody, nothing was really out. No, but just no cars, no, a lot of stuff. Right. And this year, like we made it in that graduation where the town just gets full of cars and it's crazy. We had that this year. And then the next couple of days, it just unloads. And Died out again. Beautiful, yeah. lovely Laramie. Uh, you can go out and hang out and everything. I mean, I, I don't want to be the weird old guy in the corner ruining some college kids good time so they can have the bars and everything and there's a few that we like they're on the outskirts that is local mm-hmm. life, but we're not going to go hang out in the major big ones uh while college kids are going on just- yeah i don't do that either like nope and well thankfully the the dugout yeah. used to be a huge college bar back in the day and now it's really not so can go hang out there anytime i want and not have to deal with the college crowd it's a hop skip and a jump from your house so. it is thankfully it's really yeah. nice if i had one like that that'd be my spot right around the corner, mm-hmm. around the corner. well i want to thank you for being on the show as my cat's trying to get in the door <laughs> well thank you i was honored to be asked to have an interview it was a little i was a little nervous but thanks for making it comfortable <laughs> Folks, 
I'm still looking for an artist or artist to make an intro for this show or just transition music like you just heard that bass. It's free stuff I get off the internet. So I'm looking for one of you or somebody that you know that could lay down a guitar line or a drum line or a bass line or whatever musical instrument you play so I can use it as transition transition music and or I want a intro to the show, a simple one. And then I will promote the hell out of that artist on every radio show, on all my podcasts. I will let everyone know who helped me out on this show. All right. If you are one of those artists, connect with me on my Facebook page, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Or if you know me, you can text me, drop messages into my DMs, my PMs and all that stuff. I want your music to play on this show. Got it? All right, I want to thank Amy for being on the show. In case you missed it, Amy is one of my girlfriend's best friends. They have traveled all over together, and they have fun every time they see each other, whether it be just hanging out in Greeley or going to Mexico. They just have a blast around each other. And, well, I had a blast with Amy down in Texas. We had some great times. We got to know each other a little bit better. And so I asked her to be on the podcast and it all worked out. So hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and learned a little bit about Amy. On to the next episode. <laughs>